clap check. Clap check. Okay. Okay. All right. And clap check. Hello all, hello all. This is the Wallbreakers podcast, and uh, I'm going to be today's host, Stefan Skins. I'm feeling a bit itchy. And I'd like to introduce you to my cohorts all across the room here. Let me start off with... This is Joran the Chemist. Guy of the Horn. This is Theo Sam. Um, John Flute, man. All right, perfect. And uh, this Booty. is a podcast where we have the controversial statement of having our own opinions. Thank you. And be you. able to tell jokes. And be able to tell jokes. So if you're sensitive to that stuff, please look away or cover your ears. Or, or stay if you're a masochist. Or, or get the fuck or, out. We're here to break down barriers. To be educated in the ways of missile. We want to break yes, down boss. barriers one wall at a time. Yes. Or many walls at a time. Many Who walls knows? at a time. Because as we've seen in the past few years, we've been seeing a lot more walls being created. And we're just saying fuck no to that. Political correctness doesn't exist here, everyone. No. we want Unless you, to, you a hood rat. We want then. you to express yourself in any way, shape that you want. As long as it doesn't invoke violence, please. Culo! <laughs> <laughs> we're all here for some culo. That's as very long true. As you don't sound like a total bitch. And we would also like to thank El Have Rojo for yourself? giving us this opportunity. Thank you so much. <laughs> Woo! El Rojo! El Rojito! El Rojito! El Rojito. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get this uh, podcast kicked off here. I'd like to start off with our first topic of discussion, which is I cannot believe I did that shit. So just to clarify what I mean, I will give you a story. Uh, what this entails is a, it's a, something that we did in the past that just does not fit our character. Here's mine. Back when I was in middle school, I was uh, a coward, so to speak, where if anyone were to mess with me, I would not do anything. I would literally go to the bathroom and just cry. But uh, in one, this one well, instance, still do that. I, for your information, I go to the bathroom and I don't cry. I reflect. Stares at walls. <laughs> that is also like sociopath ready All to break. around me are familiar faces. Worn out I places. did my time. And I want <laughs> So I play those those songs when I'm in the bathroom from now on. So anyways. Uh, it was during middle school. Woo! It was during middle school where... Um, it was a PE class. I was just kind of minding my own business until this one dude just comes up over to me and just like does a boo, tries to scare me. And just to give you some context, he is one of the nicest guys in my school. He doesn't have, doesn't have a single bad bone in his body. In fact, um, he just, he's just a very all-around pleasant guy to be around. And for some reason, after this dude scares me in a very playful manner, I thought it would have been a good idea to karate chop this motherfucker on the side of the stomach. As hard as I fucking could. I do not know why I did this. There was no trigger warning. I simply just did it. And this poor dude just keels over as if I just kicked him in the balls. You saw the opening and just forward smashed him. I did. Like Luigi. I forward did. I, air. <laughs> forward air. Exactly. Forward and aerial. I look at my my accomplishment and I'm just thinking to myself, why the fuck did I do that? Wait, wait, wait. You called it an accomplishment. I mean, at the time, I just... So I you're don't know. proud of this. I'm not proud of this. You are. I'm you not. an accomplishment. I mean, I put it in quotations with my fingers. But I, bet you, put it, you I bet you put it on your resume. I, I, I beat up a small child. <laughs> <laughs> I beat up an innocent child, and I'm sorry. But he was also a child at the time. I just want the prosecution yeah. to hear that. Before I was in middle school. I was a kid, too. <laughs> and for some strange reason, this dude did not retaliate. 
He didn't tell him the teacher. In fact, the next day when I saw him, he shook my hand and gave me a hug and said, good morning, dude. I'm glad you're okay. I'm like, I'm an asshole. You know, you know why he did this? Because he realized what happens when you try to rape someone and they per- and that person actually has the fight response. <laughs> Prison rules. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> So that day I learned learned a little bit about myself And it's kind of scary It would have been a lot funnier if it happened in the locker room Oh (laughs) yeah Yeah I would have Anyways I'm going to go on to the next person with their story Uh, Go ahead Guy of the Trumpet No Guy of the Horn Guy of the Horn Go to Horny J I have one job Okay Culero I'm sorry (laughs) Guy No um, but uh, You all know me um, People who've known me personally um, in life, you know, throughout my life, I'm not a violent person. I laugh, you know, I, I joke. The worst, I'll, the the most violent I'll be usually is like he'll bear hug. He'll challenge Joe. No, the no, fight. like like playfully shove in the middle of Korean barbecue, like you and Theo San did that one time. <laughs> Remember, you have to burn off the calories, Javon. <laughs> Does that sound? Not aggressive. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That sounds healthy. <laughs> That's so not Korean. Josh, Anyways, okay. but yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a violent person. <laughs> um, you know, I I did what any, any other child would do. You know, to not get in trouble, spend two hundred dollars worth of learning logs to avoid parent signatures. But um, anyways, so. Uh, this all started. I actually bought a replacement for for one of those planners, you know that the school that the high schools give you. Uh, the newer generation, I don't know if they give it to you guys. They can't because being assigned homework is constitutes mental torture, according to them. Fuck, what was that when we were there? <laughs> but anyways, uh, exactly. But anyways, uh, I can't even read. Uh, so I bought it. You, you know, flies? it was. It was around lunchtime that I bought it, so f- I was in fifth period. I got out. I was so happy because I used my own money instead of my parents' money, and I was like, I'm going to start my life over. I'm going to be a good kid, and then someone bumps into me, and that planner falls in a puddle. And so do all of those hopes and dreams. Exactly. Of being a good <laughs> I get super pissed, and I'm like, who did that? And... I don't know what possessed this person because he was not at all intimidating. He was okay. He was taller than me at the time. I was probably five eight. He was probably like five eleven. Still taller than me. Um, he was lanky though, right? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like a stoner, like the typical stoner white Boy, kid science, with with exactly with long hair and <laughs> and those uh, and those glad circular dark glasses. Oh jeez. And he's like, I did it. He's one of the and blind I got pissed. Mice. So I grabbed him and I oh, shook him. Me? Like, what the fuck, you son of a bitch. And I, th- and I threw him. But what I didn't realize was I threw him in the path of the stairs. So he was going to break his neck. <laughs> and so at the last moment, I grabbed him by his, uh, by his backpack strap. He had all his textbooks in there, dude. It was heavy as fuck. I threw him against the railing. I picked up my planner and said, don't do that again. And so about a week later, I've, I had a bad day at school. Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't remember what, exactly what happened, but I was not in the happiest of moods. I was walking behind the Stater Brothers. 
because you know I, I used to have Mexican friends, and they would hang out behind on laundry mat. You know the typical uh, shady brown folk. Exactly. Brown eyes full of shit. But anyways, so I'm walking, and he comes with his two other friends. And I look at him, and he's like, "You think you could do that to me?" And I'm like, "Not, not today." And so one of his friends, you know, is coming at me. He's just walking, you know, because I'm not a. I've never shown anyone to be a. I've never shown to anyone that I'm a violent person, because I'm not. But I grab him by the head and I slam him against the wall, just. Uh, just once, but he, I guess that, you know, he fell down, and the other guy just came at me, and I just fucking went for his throat. He went down, too. Give him a left. <laughs> <laughs> now, the stoner white kid, let me tell you something. You know, he was scared, but I... It was at this moment that Kyle knew he fucked up. No, he went down swinging. He punched me. I didn't register the punch. <laughs> and, you know, I throw him against the wall. And, I, you know, I, I hold his head there. And the only thing I told him was, not today. <laughs> and I just left. Those people were in pain. And I never got bugged again. But it was pretty violent, which was surprising. I've never done that. Well, before that, I've never done that. And even after that, n- not really, you know. The most I've done is probably like slap a kid for calling me Mexican. For those of you that are out there, it's not the fact that he called me Mexican. It's the fact that he knew what my nationality was and chose to disrespect me. At which point, you are entitled to whatever. And I, I was gonna punch him, but at the last minute, I opened my hand and slapped the glasses off him. <laughs> you know. You hit a guy with glasses. Yeah, another reason why I hate wearing glasses. <laughs> I, can't a, I can't be a jerk to anybody <laughs> But yeah I mean That was pretty out of character I, No one really knows that Except you guys now um, I have never heard that story before Oh my god You're a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> the, way you, the way you put your hand on your cheek Is how I imagine a girl pretends That your dick is large <laughs> What? And this, is the, and this is the royal we. This yeah. is not. <laughs> I will totally be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mario. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's a reason why she keeps getting captured by Bowser. I don't know where I got that from, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Moving right along. Uh, up next, we have El Tio over here. Uh, he would like to share a little story with us. I was a puss when I was in sixth grade. Oh, Tio Sam. But it was not because I was afraid of other children. I was more afraid of what would happen if my parents ever found out I was in a fight. Because like every la- Latino kid knows, you're more terrified of your parents than you are afraid of anybody else in this world, even after you die. So... Knowing this, I was still somewhat of a smartass in school, even at this young of an age. So I said something in sixth grade. I don't remember what I said, 
but I said it in the middle of class and my teacher was understandably upset about it. So she gives me a referral, which is a piece of paper that in white households means nothing. In black households, you could get killed for. And in Latin households, you're going to get your ass whooped and you're not going to be able to sit right for the next three days. And so I decide I don't want to get that ass whooping. So I decide to forge my parents' signature. And I look at my mom's signature and I realize, yeah, I'm not going to be able to replicate that chicken scratch. So I'm going to try something else. I, and I look at my dad's signature. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can forge that signature. And so I forge it, I hand it in, and that's all I remember about this story. I didn't learn about the rest of the story until about two years ago because my dad told it to us during Father's Day because we were going over some memories, and he was like, this is a memory I have, and I don't know if you remember it or not. And so he starts telling me about it. So my parents got a call from my sixth grade teacher because understandably I had forged the signature, and she was able to tell because I can't forge signatures for shit as a sixth grader. So I decide, whatever, I'm, not, I'm gonna play the innocent until I can no longer play the innocent anymore. And so I go with my parents. My dad had to get off work early. And for those of you who have Latino parents, if your dad has to get off work early because you're in trouble, you're getting your ass whooped. And so, I go with my parents, and she shows them the referral. She says what the referral is for, and she's like, he forged the signature. Now, my dad, don't get me wrong. If he knows I fucked up, he's going to point it out. But the only thing that he hates more than me fucking up is somebody accusing me of fucking up when he's not sure that I did. And so he's like, my son wouldn't do that. And I didn't realize this. But the other reason why he, knew, he felt that I wouldn't have forged it is because he knew who I was. And he knew I wasn't brave enough to forge his signature to get out of an ass whooping. And so he says, he probably gave it to me when I got, when I got right from home and I signed it because I didn't look what it was for. And, I, and he turned it in. Now... To most households, this doesn't make sense. To the white household, you're like, you, you had to have a signature. But he, here's, here's the logic. My dad is a workaholic. To this day, he still is. And so that story is plausible both to my teacher and my mother. And so she's like, fine, whatever. And she just sends me on her way. And we get home. As soon as my dad closes the front door, he turns to me and he says, did you actually forge my signature? And at this point, I don't know what possessed me to answer this question with such a frankness and honesty because I said yes, right to his face. No, I'm sorry. No, um, yeah, I said it, yes. Like if I had been given truth serum and I could, t and apparently, my dad could tell that I couldn't tell what he was thinking because apparently he must have had a look on his face that looked like he was trying to decide whether to beat my ass, kill me, or send me to military school. <laughs> so he decides, go to your room so I don't kill you. <laughs> I don't remember the last two-thirds of part the last two-thirds of this story because I'm pretty sure my mom must have beaten me into a concussion. 
at some point after this after the events of this story because I don't remember any of this from my perspective. I only have it from the perspective of my dad telling this story. So the lesson here is don't be a smart ass kids. <laughs> Imagine what you 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 said to your teacher. That's what I want to know what I said. I want I want to find that referral and be like, what did I say? Fucking I came here looking for booty. Fucking little Sam. La tuya. <laughs> A la verga. La tuya. All right. So the next person who's uh, tells telling a story is uh, John Flutman. You got something for us? Uh huh. Well, I couldn't find anything that I didn't like. You know. I can't believe I did that. Well, I, I have some things, but I, I, they're they're little. They're not safe for this podcast. Fair enough. But I can recall one story. Joe Ren was there. So I don't remember I don't remember when during that day, but some dumb kid, I was in sixth grade at the time, this guy was a fifth grader. He started talking crap about my mama. Okay. For those of you who don't know, talking about somebody's mama is an official green light to whoop that ass. You can I, talk, bl- I strongly believe that. You can talk about me all you want. And at some point, you know, the, you know, the fuse will reach its end. But with talking about my mama, there's no fuse. There's just a button. And so we were walking home from school. This is after the school day. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so upset. And so I walk up to him. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he was giving me trouble at the time. But I just grabbed him by the neck. And I, I slam him onto the onto a brick wall, or is it a wooden wall? I don't care. It was a wall. And I basically, I basically should have baited that fool. You know what I'm saying? Not only was he on the wall, I started lifting him up a little bit off his feet, not too high. It was like about half an inch, or 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 an inch. And you know, I I was upset, of course. You know, I you know, there was, was some tears coming out of my eyes. I, I was also a little afraid that I'll get caught because um, there was an ice cream truck. A couple feet down the road, a couple yards down the road, and I, 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 I look at him in the eye, and he's starting to tear up, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Like he's like choking, and then you know, uh, part of me did want to kill him, but also I didn't want to kill him, so I let him go. Uh, he didn't mess with me, mess with me again. You know, if he did, it was always from a, from a place where I couldn't reach him. You know, from like far away, so I said something really stupid. But basically, uh, he never mentioned your mama again. That he did not. I must commend you. You stood up for yourself, and you stood up for what you believed in, and you stood up for the people that you love. Respect. Mm. He stood up for his mama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody. This goes. isn't an anime. Calm the fuck down. We. <laughs> we, believe, <laughs> we believe you can say whatever you want about me. I believe you can say whatever you want about my dad, as long as it's accurate. And you don't talk about my mama. Hey, I'll Sam, you don't have a booty. J-Lo. <laughs> What's up? See, I know he has a booty, so whenever I say that, he just stands up and starts shaking his booty. Mm-hmm. Right in John's face. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what I, that was what I wanted. Exactly. All right, so I ain't gay. I just like booty. Oh, it's okay. It's not gay unless you make eye contact, gentlemen. All right, so last but not least, we have Joe Ren, the chemist. Uh, do you have a story for us? I do. Um, not as violent as John's or John the Flute Man or Guy of the Horn. 
but it's just more terror. It's fine. All right. So it's Gee of the Horn now. You can use either one I of them. You're like the you, you are, you are now in the Witcher show. Fine. Don't give the horn. I am the horn of the horn. Plays guitar. Toss a coin to you, Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. I'm sorry. Oh, Valley of Plenty. I'm like hearing this out. I, that, that's a very popular song, but it's not as slapping as that one match song I heard one time where it's the Wiggles doing their um, fruit salad song, and then it's mixed with, uh, I did my Slipknot. Yeah. Did I show yeah, you, yeah, Germo? Yummy, 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 yummy. I did my time. <laughs> oh, you wanted me to do oh, it. Yeah. Okay, one more time. I did my time. Um, Yummy, 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 I did my time and I want out. That's about fruit salad, everyone. Give him a shout out. Bitch. Okay, going to the story. Um, I'm a lot more reserved than my brother. Right here, Guy. What the fuck are you doing? He's stroking his mic. And then thrusting forward. He wants that, that mic. it had a saddle. <laughs> so bitch. He, want, he wants some things. That, that's what happened. Hearing that I'm going to make 1500 gave me a semi. And I'm just <laughs> 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 well, I mean, oh you God. need it. You're going to be putting out anyway. <laughs> I mean, do you like a guy named Mike? Because you're, you know, with I mean, the mic. If you really think about it, you are going to be blowing for 1500 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a cheap whore. If they only paid you that much Ooh, to yeah. just talk. Unlike unlike you, I'm a cheap whore. So it's okay. <laughs> quantity over quality is what I like to say. You know, my philosophy is that money's not even real. So it's quality <laughs> over quality. What? No, quantity. That's how you make my money. He lives in a car. <laughs> how many of your gigs would it take you to make fifteen hundred? Do you I, get paid yet? As long as I whore myself out, I'll make my way up. That's true. Said every street whore ever. Corporate America. <laughs> I mean, what's up? What's up? What's some of those girls that hit you up, dude? Yale Business School. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they were. They were. They were nice. Have them pay for your college. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I agree. Sugar mamas. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He's got wonderful feet, ladies. Stefan is the booty hunter. Uh, yeah. This is why we call him Skins. Oh, oh my God. Oh. 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 Jesus. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> um, everybody knows here, and um, I can tell you um, for a fact that uh, first impression a person would have by looking at me is um, I'm quite like reserved and not very out there as a person, especially in high school. In high school, I was like very. In- I'm still an introvert, but I'm very. I was very introverted, like to the point where. Over, I would like spend time by myself in high school, uh, until like you know senior year, but that's a story for another time. Uh, uh, the thing is, um, everybody at school, uh, for the most part, like uh, knows that I'm quite quiet. I'm very quiet, and uh, the thing is, I played football, right? Um, I'm just describing the setting. Uh, this isn't the story. The story actually happened in wrestling. Um, but, um, in football, uh, that's where I learned to be aggressive, uh, because, um, basically, uh, I, I was from football, I was taught to, oh, it was like basically them telling us like, oh, like 
you have to try and get and get the ball from the other team or sack the quarterback. And uh, and so there's this one game where it was two Samoans. They were literally and figuratively looking down on me. I wasn't the biggest kid either, but I wasn't the smallest. But these these people were huge for freshmen. And uh, they got held they, back a couple of grades. You understand me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 they they were a lot bigger than me, and like they laughed. They they just decided like you know to stay their ground. Uh, but then um, once I saw the ball the ball being uh, moved given to the quarterback, uh, I, I I don't know. I just um, I just went through them. I think I knocked both, if not one of them, on their ass. And the quarterback was, like, doing high knees in place. <laughs> and uh, he was I, I was hauling ass. And when I tackled the person, the thing is, when you tackle, you tackle them to the ground. My feet were off the ground. Like, I literally launched my my shoulder into that person's stomach. And I, knocked, and, I lo- and I knocked them back a couple yards from where they started. And uh, the thing was, like, I did this without a hint of aggression. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, it, it was just me basically doing what I need to do. That's it. I didn't, Soulless black I, eyes. I didn't have any pleasure. <laughs> I didn't feel anything about it. It was a biblical experience for these people. <laughs> he parted these Samoans like they, he was Moses in the Red Sea. And then he struck the quarterback like he was God throwing lightning down on the great tower of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> if you want biblical, he's like Samson with the killing all the Philistines with a donkey's jawbone. <laughs> that's that's where he's at. That's the level he's at. Now, uh, fast forward to wrestling. Um, what happened was uh, there was uh, this person. Um, let's just call. What should we call him? Smash, I'll call him Smash Brawl. Smash Brawl. We'll call him Donkey Kong. <laughs> I like Smash Brawl better. All right, we're I'll call him Wait, are we talking about the person that I know too, right? Uh, know of, you know of you. What? But just let me talk, cause oh, you guys. No, bro. no, never mind, never mind. No, it's not different one. No, uh, I'm still in the football story. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking. About. Turns out you need feet to play football. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, um, uh, this person, um, I don't know. I guess I don't know, like what happened, but he seemed pretty annoyed at me. Maybe just because I'm very calm. Oh and not aggressive about anything I do. Like even mm-hmm. wrestling, I wasn't. Uh, Theo Sam was there, yeah, and he, he knows that. Like, he like was, I can do. I I just do what needs to be done, but I don't really have any pleasure in it. I just he, do it just because. Ah, he I had, had to. power, technique. He looked ferocious, but you could tell that there there wasn't any real emotion behind it. Yeah, it was just technical at, at that point. Um. But anyways, uh, what happened was um, uh, Smash Brawl, um, he he kept talking. He kept, like, you know, annoying me. and kept, like, yelling at me for some reason. And um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't really think much about it. But then it started getting annoying. And I haven't felt that emotion in a while. And it started getting to the point where, like, he... T- since he's been in wrestling for a year longer than I have, mm-hmm. um, he had more experience than I did. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, like, you know, he was able to take me down. He didn't pin me, but he was able to take me down relative ease, whatever. But uh, the thing was, what happened 
was uh, I forgot what he said. I I think he was like, "Yeah, stay down," or whatever. I forgot what it was, but it was somewhere along those lines, and uh-huh. uh, he took me down again. And Theo Sam can attest to this. This man uh, was heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was two sixty five, and I was two hundred. And um, and the thing was, uh, he took me down. He was right on top of me. I got an, and I guess I I couldn't deal with the annoyance anymore, and so I said, "Screw this!" in my head, and uh, I bench I bench pressed him. I lifted him over myself. <laughs> and uh, Theo Sam, would you like to describe? <laughs> It's the what? most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life because you see a 265-pound man being bench-pressed like he's a pillow, <laughs> and you see his arms and legs all flailing at once. Like, in his mind, he can't process what's happening because, again, he's at this point been the aggressor in the whole situation, and it isn't until this moment he realizes, I fucked up. Like, this guy has been holding back... A lot. <laughs> and um, what happened was after I lifted him over me, um, I literally just tossed him to the side and he rolled across the mat. And then after that, um, we were, I, I didn't, I was like, we're not done because uh, <laughs> after I threw him, I got back up and I ran. <laughs> I, and the thing is like in wrestling, you're supposed to be within a circle, mm-hmm. but this was during the time where there was no circle. And so the match didn't end <laughs> until the whistle has blown or you've been pinned. Wait, was this an Iron Man competition? Uh, no, this oh. wasn't. This was during practice. Oh, okay, okay. It was during practice, and then I pinned him. <laughs> and then after that, of course, like he was so aggressive with me, but like he didn't, he didn't really talk shit to me anymore. After that, um, and then a uh, fun fact too: uh, when I think Theo Sam was there, when we were playing Snake in the Grass. Oh yeah. Um, this was actually after I had my car accident. Um, I was always a snake. So snake in the grass is basically where, um, you're basically on all fours and, and the objective is to get everybody to be running around you. Those, those are the grass and the objective is to take them all down. And once they're taken down, they become the snake. And, uh, this one time, uh, there was this person, um, uh, I wouldn't say he's a lightweight. He was like uh, mid, uh, like uh, middleweights, I think. I forgot his name, but what happened was, um, like, he jumped over me, and he just kind of like, you know, just kind of snapped me, and just to play around. He was kind of laughing, and then thing was, I didn't mind. I just got annoyed that he kept jumping over me, and uh, the. And then the next time he did it, he tried to jump over me. I saw his ankle (laughs) uh, within my reach. I grabbed his ankle. And, like, the thing is, he's middleweight. So he weighs at least 140 to 150 pounds. I think he was like 115 over. Probably. Actually. But uh, what happened was uh, the thing is, like, when you suddenly stop. Like, you saw his whole body jerk because I grabbed him and I suddenly stopped his momentum. And then after that, 
I looked behind me and I threw him. <laughs> um, and then after that, like he rolled and he almost hit the lockers. Oh my god! For those of you who are not in awe, try to throw the person next to you around. Can you do it? <laughs> no, because that's really hard to do. Because that's something that you see in comic books. That's some Batman shit right there. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking imagine seeing someone just picking up a full, like he said, a full grown man and just tossing him aside like salad. It, it, it's horrifying. I want you to, to think about that. Next time you try it, you won't be able to. None of us can. <laughs> can you, John? Maybe after some weight training, I could probably do it, but um, th- right now I can't. I'm just being honest. Tap into that special, special strength. Uh, I have too much of a dad bod to attempt <laughs> it. But um, shut up! Start working out. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, um, I would say like that's one of my stories where. All right, then. Well, thank you for sharing that, guys. I think it's time to get into our first serious topic, and it's going to be about uh, cancel culture. Fuck these people. You're canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as people hear this, it's going to be completely canceled. Uh, But puts on headphones like, oh, this is getting serious. Yeah, so... Main reason why I actually want to talk about this is uh, because there's been a lot of this going on as of late. Trigger. One of the biggest ones right now is about Jimmy Kimmel. So... Uh, as you probably were, uh, all of you are far aware, is that he's been playing it safe for the past couple of years, so he doesn't offend anybody. He's trying to keep his family friendly as possible, but even then, people are still after him because of something he did 20 years ago. So apparently, he actually did a skit where he did blackface. And because of this thing he did 20 years ago, they want to ruin his career. So... Let's talk about that. What do we all think about cancel culture? Cancel him. I'm kidding. Cancel, cancel culture. I agree. That's what I believe. I say we should do a public reset. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we all, if you all have a problem with this shit, fucking matrix that shit. Fucking reset it. You got to pick the blue pill, man. Like if, if you really, if you are really that upset about something that's not really a, that big of an issue that didn't really hurt anybody, you need to pick the blue pill. You need to plug back into the Matrix because you're you're not living an actual life at this point. And what I find kind of hilarious is, um, if I'm not mistaken, has Robert Downey Jr. ever gotten like the same kind of backlash for playing his character in Tropic Thunder? I don't okay, think th- he- To be quite honest, though, I didn't realize it was him. Maybe that's how good of an actor he was. Because, you know, when I first saw that movie, I'm like... He looks familiar. <laughs> this is, you know, this was even after Iron Man. Like, he looks familiar and this and that. And then I see, uh, I think toward the end of that movie, um, he's like full on blonde and like white. Yeah. Pasty skin that I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I, th- I think this is the loophole that they were able to get away with. He, he was portraying an Australian actor portraying a black man. I think that's how they were able to... He was in able to kind of get away with it. In Vietnam. And my, I think the reason why they haven't come after him is he's restarted his career so many times and he's been through hell and back again so many times that they're just like, 
he'll just come back even better. Okay. So, so they think it's a losing fight regardless. I think, you know, I think at this point, you know what we must do, right? In order to be protected, we must fuck up our lives in some way and come back from it. Oh, I don't think about that because my life is already so fucked up. That so I need to get into some. We're math. all brown. Come that's, on. That's, that's true. We're all brown. We have we have a free pass. But no, no, no. On all seriousness. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> In all seriousness. We have the seasonal pass, not the year round. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, to go strawberry picking. <laughs> cancel culture revolves around you have nothing really bad in your life going on, so you have to make up something to be mad about. Is really is really what it's being is what when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, that is the whole basis of cancel culture. That really is all it is, mm-hmm. because you have people trying to at the moment you have people trying to get rid of you know the the Confederate. Um, the Confederate statues in all the southern states, which I I agree, you know what, those those should probably go away. I I understand that there's a historical significance for them, so I don't believe you should stop teaching about them. And um, did you hear that like we no longer celebrate Columbus Day? They no longer celebrate Columbus Day. I still do. Oh yeah, because I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. If it wasn't for him, how we do you have celebrate him. Columbus Day? I eat. go to work. I eat. <laughs> hey, as long if I still go to work. I don't acknowledge the holiday. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> as soon as school was over, that holiday was dead. <laughs> Makes sense. But see, you, you, you're doing it for a practical reason. These people are doing it for a reason that no longer exists 200 years ago. But my, my whole issue with it is now they're, they're beginning to attack indiscriminately. They're attacking a World War II memorial was most recently vandalized, which I'm like, we weren't the best, but we definitely weren't the worst of what happened in World War Two. Like we tried to stay away from the whole situation and then Japan came over and was like, Surprise And then I will admit we may have gone a little bit overboard. But to be fair, you started it. So. <laughs> yeah, also right. fun fact, the civilians were warned before before the bombs were dropped. And also But here's the issue, they were warned in English. I'm sh- I'm, I, I don't know if they were warned in English or not, but they were warned. And also, if you look at pictures of the um, the, the nuclear attacks and you compare them to firebombing, the the, it's, 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 the damage is the same. It looks could, the same exact thing. Could you imagine? Yamara, you want more? You want more? Oh my god! Oh, that's some freaky motherfuckers. In any case, yeah, my dear. Actually, um, cause I did, you know, fucking, um, I use Facebook as a reference, and in regards to the Confederate flag, how even um, the army starting to ban it, mm-hmm. and um, was it not banned in the army before? No, no. What the no. fuck? You were allowed to, you know, have it with you in your. I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah. Well. Well, I found it interesting because I saw that and I saw the comments, you know, these are veterans too. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's mixed. Hmm. You know, some some people are like, I can't believe this country's, you know, this country's, you know, going downhill and stuff like that. And others are like, well, it's about time. But, you know, I'm wondering because a lot of times, you know, you hear stories about um, <clears throat> soldiers 
you know, when they go fight um, in these wars, they don't so much think about the country as as much as, you know, fighting for each other in the unit to mm -hmm. stay alive. So, you know, I'm, I'm the thing that that crossed my mind was so how did those people that actually had the Confederate flag, you know, feel about, I guess, working with, you know, all those different types of people along with like vice versa, how the other people felt seeing that Confederate flag and, you know, how they treated or how did they treat people, you know, for them. That was something that was interesting, you know, seeing just the divide um, amongst the veterans and and even the current people that are serving right now. I, I've actually seen a few clips of people who are waving around the Amer the Confederate flag. And almost, I would say, 95% of these videos, there, it always ends with someone approaching the person, arguing with them, maybe being physically confrontational. But it always ends with grabbing the flag and just, like, ripping it apart. No, I mean, I think the only... The only way we should have the Confederate flag is in a museum. I agree. Not, you know, because that, that, that part of life is over. It yeah. should be over. Another issue that I have with cancel culture is apparently in schools, they're trying to, like, not talk about the negative histories that the U.S. had in the past. Well, that's been happening for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we're, I mean, we're going to pretend Germany that... does that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when, we, when I was, that Nazism when we, when never we happened. In, when we were in high school, I mean, the Trail of Tears was just a footnote. Yeah, yeah, right? That's such bullshit. Like, if anything, we need to understand what we did in the past so we can learn and, and prosper in so the future. So we do it again. So we don't do it again. No, exactly. So we can do it again. See, the way cancel culture works <laughs> is they want to get rid of anything that makes them uncomfortable, but they want to talk about everything that makes other people uncomfortable. That's that's what they want. And the, unfortunately, that's not how this system works. I'm sorry that you know what you were told in this world, everything revolves around you, and if you feel uncomfortable about anything, guess what? We'll change it for you. But We're, you don't have to change anything about you that makes other people uncomfortable. Where was cancel culture when we had grab her by the pussy? <laughs> <laughs> right? where, where, where was that? <laughs> where were they? <laughs> and it's, and it's just, know. it's ridiculous, to be honest. Like, you really need to have no problems in your life that you feel that this is this is what social justice needs to do really you you, you want to get rid of a couple of statues that aren't really hurting anybody anymore like again like i said i do believe those statues should should go away I, i'm not saying they shouldn't but to say that that is one of the biggest issues that is currently plaguing this country oh, is no 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 no, no. It's absolutely yeah. stupid <laughs> clearly k-pop no clearly yeah. k-pop <laughs> oh those goddamn stands <laughs> What's funny is that I actually do like K-pop. I kind of <laughs> One of my favorite bands actually came out with their new, um, with their new, with their new single. Weeb. No, that is Japanese, and you do the same thing. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not a weeb. Look at your hair. Okay, you know what? It's He's funny. got a samurai knot thing. He yeah. is. It's funny that you actually bring that up. It actually brings me up to my next discussion is, I can't believe how much of a weeb I am. <laughs> Wait, we're not Son of a bitch! Okay, so I don't know if our listeners actually know about this, but all five of us are huge anime fans. Like, we're just... Especially me. I am completely engulfed in the culture. But these guys watch the like animes. But, like... 
I just wanted to uh, share something Huge about the very. Fans. I've had Huge fans. relationships and sex before. Not that big of a fan. <laughs> no, hey. but uh, uh, what's it called? Okay, so what constitutes like a huge fan in your opinion, and what constitutes like a weeb? I would say body pillows? A, a, someone who owns a body pillow has a waifu. <laughs> I was joking, Zafan. <laughs> has some anime pictures in their in their profile? Share some Wait, stuff. So, are we talking about weeb or are we talking about huge anime fan? Um, that's weeb. Uh, that's weeb. No, 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 no those, are two diff- those, those, those are two different. Difference, okay? okay. Oh, you know, and I, I, I am taking from, I am taking from the filthy Frank definition. Okay, but like, bear with me. Know your place, trash. Know your place, trash. <laughs> but no, uh, listen, okay, a wee, a weeaboo, okay. Oh shit! They, Mo in the okay wait, hand. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my She's god! She's gonna get real. It's What's real. Okay, wait, wait, so wait, wait, no, no, no. We forgot this. Uh, no. Shout out to Filthy Frank. Oh, Why? Yeah. He's 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 canceled. He's oh, is canceled. he really? Yeah, he is. We don't need to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one time canceled. I was scared about. Joji was canceled because he was Filthy Frank at one point. He's no longer Filthy Frank, but they still canceled him for it. Anyway, so I if you go off the, the Weibo video that Filthy Frank made, which was an amazing video. Um, he basically is like you know he I think he read the, the urban defi- the urban dictionary definition, and he was you know he was like you know uh, a weeaboo is a non-Japanese person who basically thinks they're Japanese and they'll try all the, all, all the Japanese they know is from anime, you know they try to like they basically appropriate the culture and they abandon their own culture and they think they're Japanese right. A huge anime fan is not someone who who who's a weeaboo like for example. I'm I'm not really that big of an anime fan. I watch the least anime out of all, out of all of you, you know. Um, but you know, I still like anime. It doesn't mean I'm a weeaboo. You know, Stefan watches the most anime out of all of us, and I think so. He's not. He doesn't consider himself Japanese. You know, he doesn't. He, he's not. A, he's not that. He, I mean, he's close to a weeb, but I mean, there's some things that are missing. <laughs> you know, I don't say Japanese words every few seconds. Do, so. do, you, have, do you have the body pillow? I body? wish I did. There is what? <laughs> there Wait, like which? No. I was never one yeah, for waifus I, until I met one in particular in a show. Now let me ask, how much are body pillows for you to wish enough that you had one? Uh, well, the thing is, they don't have one of her specifically. Who is oh. this one? Okay, so her name is Elfride. She is a milf vampire. <laughs> with blonde Even hair. Rojo, wait, 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 wait. Even what? El Rojo can't deal with that bullshit that you just <laughs> said. He's like, come on, man. Fuck no. Fuck no. No. What are you doing? What are you doing? God damn it, Skins. Skins, we need to, we need to have an intervention. <laughs> Honestly. I'm telling you, my mindset's very healthy, but I just have to say the way that you Your mindset's healthy. Not, that is not... When you want a body pillow of a particular character... And the only thing stopping you is the fact that they haven't made it and you actually genuinely want it. That's a problem. Oh, my God. It's not hey, like let I have me a whole tell you list. something. El Rojo's laughing. When a white man feels comfortable laughing about it, you know something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> He's Irish. Relax. What, what, what is it? Irish people are the Mexicans of, the, of Europe? Are they Me- <laughs> they're, they're honorary Mexican. Orla like, Balade. Let me... El, me, El Rojo, me, you you are part Irish, right? Okay. Let, let me let me point this Thank out. Thank you, you for Guinness. <laughs> exactly. 
Also, you're walking for potatoes. Let, let me let me point this out to yes, you. Yes, that's right. They fight uh, anybody, regardless. They drink like there is no tomorrow, and they're Catholic. Sounds like my people. That's <laughs> that's even though we're not Catholic. That's Mexican right there. There you go. See, he just did it. See, honorary Mexican right there. But yeah, I love my Irish people. I think you should have chosen your words carefully. You know what? Whatever. If want, people want to take it out of context, it's up to them. That's so, not out of context. That's exactly what you said. You said, I want this body pillow, but they haven't made it yet. This some okay, like you Do they have good the body pillows? Okay. Describe uh blue blue suit samus or you know Zero Suit Samus. Zero suit samus. Blonde, blue eyed. She has about uh I'd say an average size butt. In the same concept that he did. I don't even remember what the concept A was. vampire MILF woman? What's wrong with that? You called her a MILF. Is she even a mom? No, she just has She's a mature looking body. She's not real! She's not real! That is the problem! You can't say she's a MILF because she doesn't exist. Also, she's not a mom. Now, you, now here's what you could say. I would like to do someone who looks like that. Okay. That All is right. acceptable. Jesus Christ. You said you wanted a body pillow, though. That's what are you going to do with that pillow once you get it? Just have it no. on display. No. Hello. No. No. You're going to come home wow, wow. after a day of work that has been just absolute shit. You haven't gotten laid in about awesome three months. Awesome steam. And, you're and just then you feel like having some target practice. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Like, oh, God. We're getting off topic here. Jesus. Light some candles. So if... Irish are the Mexicans of Europe, and Filipinos are the Mexicans of Asia. Who are the Mexicans of Africa? Oh, that's easy. All of Africa. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, hey, I got you. Oh, my God, no. Heaven's <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't. But, like, real talk, pro- probably Rwanda. Just, just saying. You guys ever seen that movie, Hotel Rwanda? No, no, the, no. The Hootsie versus Tutus kind of deal. What's the racism? You have to understand every part of what you just said. We didn't understand. We heard Rwanda Hotel and some other words that were clearly and African. clicking. The Tootsie tribe versus the Hutu tribe. That sounds like they'll sound like African or the Tutu. Candies. I forget. It sounds like you're making these up. <laughs> no, like there was like there was an actual like race war like in the nineties, I think, in in that country. Helter skelter. But anyway, aren't we still in a race war? Huh? Aren't we still in a race war? I believe we are. Pretty much. Yeah, we are. Black and black crime, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't the police take a knee (laughs) as a protest? Even the cops are black, so. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) We're just a bunch of degenerates. (laughs) Okay, so so back on the topic of of that, so what's the main difference between a. We Why are we still on this? Because, because we gotta stay on topic. We, we gotta. We got off topic because somebody said something very highly controversial. Uh, and I'll define it. Okay? I also said something controversial. Correct. It. Yes, you, you did. I did you too. Watch anime uh, because you like the action that's involved. You like the storylines, or maybe you just like the comedy that's involved in those in those storylines. Or you're like, and and you way left. You like all the other stuff. <laughs> Being oh, a weeaboo, as Filthy Frank defined, as you know what, you are obviously not of Japanese descent. All of the Japanese you know is from anime. Um, and you consider yourself authentic Japanese and you're saying, you know, 
You're basically joining the I identify as culture where you're saying I identify as Japanese. The fuck you are. Because first <laughs> of all, you don't know all about their culture. Number one, you weren't raised in that culture. You don't have everything. You don't practice your life as you do as a Japanese person. That is what a weeaboo wants to be. They want to be a Japanese person and identify as their a Japanese culture, but they don't practice all of it. They practice everything they see on anime and in some of the movies and TV shows that they see that yeah, they may or may not say. Uh, but that's a that's really the key difference in between those two. And it usually starts because of anime for weeaboos, but then like somebody who we won't mention again, <laughs> they go a little too far. And then they slip down that slippery slope into... Vintage Indian porn. Just the pause of that was perfect. (laughs) That fucking accent, though. The fucking accent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's just Although end this topic because we yeah, that, that's the you end know, of the topic. <laughs> you know who's the biggest weeb here, though? Who? Latin America. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it's so popular in Latin America, it's not even funny. Uh, what's it called? Um, everyone knows Dragon Ball Z, right? You mm-hmm. know, uh, the hype that was Goku Over versus... 9,000! Goku versus Jiren. We all know that hype, right? In the what? <laughs> in Latin America, that was dialed up to like eleven. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Did Did you know that they actually display giant screens of episodes? Yeah. Of yeah. In all yeah. public places and in o- open space as well. You think that's the impressive? Public? They were See? so into not even in movie theaters. You, fucking you, random places. You want to know how powerful they are? How much the hype is? During this final battle scene between Goku and Jiren, you they registered earthquakes. There were no earthquakes in the area. The sound of their screams generated seismic activity that was registrable <laughs> on Richter scales. Hark! Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what country was this? Mexico. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We... Are easily the loudest of any people, because if if you've heard our battle cry, you know we can scare anyone. Except for Karens, dude. No, I laughed. I cried in that tournament of power arc. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't take the last couple episodes, dude. <laughs> I remember seeing that. You're like, I can't. I can't take you think it. I'm a, <laughs> you all think I might be a bitch, but. I mean, Dragon Ball are. Z is a pretty pop. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is a pretty popular anime all around the world. You know, that's when you think of anime, you know, for the typical person, you think they, they, they'll they think like Dragon Ball Z, like right out of the bat. And, you know, just to see it, y'all are just looking at me like a fucking. <laughs> Crazy, I'm not even you, you goddamn weeb! I'm not even trying. You know, can we just move on? Please. Next thing, you know, you have Hatsune Miku to waltz into yours. Right. What's the next one? Okay, next topic discussion is another fun one. Is I can't believe that's a holiday. Uh, I will start first because I found one that was freaking crazy. Hold on a second. You guys have to hear the description. So the name of the holiday is from actually from Japan, and it's called Kanamara Matsuri. Which in translation means Festival of the Steel, pay, uh, the Steel Phalus. 
And here's the description. The Kanamara Matsuri is a centered on local penis venerating shrine. The legend being that a jealous sharp-toothed demon hid inside the vagina of a young woman. The demon fell in love with it with and bit off the penises of two young men. And their wedding nights. After the woman sought help from a blacksmith who fashioned an iron phallus to break the demon's teeth, which led to the enshrinement of the item. This legend in Ainu language was published as The Island of Women by Basil Hall Chamberlain. Also, it's pronounced phallus. the fuck? So yes, essentially, they worship an an ancient penis, and they make a giant statue of it. Boss? Dude, you went, like, so far left. Like... You went so far off what I had. Mine was just fucking like uh, show respect for a lima beam day. I mean, that's <laughs> <a good> <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a really interesting one. Fuck it. I've got a really interesting one. I just found it. This is this is April third. It's called "Don't Go to Work Unless It's Fun Day." You know that's an American holiday because nowhere else does that work. You don't go to work unless it's fun. That only works in America because if you don't go to work, they're giving your job to someone else. I mean, you don't hear about a lot of fun in sweatshots, so. My point, exactly. <laughs> but yet they're packed to the brim. So I'm just like, why? Just how lazy can people be? That's what I want to. I mean, I shouldn't ask that in America because. They'll figure it away. They'll find a way. They'll, they'll, they'll find a fucking way. Like when I found out they did Uber for delivering of food, I was so sad because you have people ordering food, and I and I shouldn't and I shouldn't be anyone to talk about this because I've done it myself. <laughs> anyway, I've done this myself where I uh, I do not want to leave the comfort of my own bed that I decide to order food from a restaurant that is within walking distance to me. And I'm talking about maybe a block away. I don't have to walk very far. I even have my car available to me if I don't want to walk. And because I am an American and I have a phone and I have the finance the financial security to be able to afford that $2 delivery charge, I decide to get an, a breakfast combo from McDonald's just to be more of a very fat shit American that I am because nothing is more American than McDonald's. Getting McDonald's delivered when it is a block away from your house. It's the most convenient restaurant in the world. It is. But you know what? Little by little, every year, it was losing its convenience. And do you want to know why? The first mistake that they did was getting rid of Nintendo video games in their in their playpens. Because I remember back in my childhood days, when I go to McDonald's, uh, as soon Mario as I was done 64. eating, I would go play Donkey Kong Country. My man. At McDonald's, yeah. You never been to you those? Don't, you don't remember those? The answer, like the N64 is... Well, they didn't really go to McDonald's. That's the problem. That's fair. Oh, yeah. You guys were cultured. I forgot. We weren't trash. <laughs> uh, no, but are you talking about the like red where you like put your put your eyes in like a? Oh, uh, let me give you an example. So, have you ever been to Walmart and they have like game displays? 
Yeah. It's like that, but a lot more ghetto looking. Oh. I'll show you a picture later. Don't worry yes, about please. it. please. Anyway. Yeah. So, what was your holiday? So, I'm... This I'm is John Flute, man. I'm a, I'm a cheap punk. And I decided to just Google it. I put Uncommon Holidays. You'll never guess what day September 30th is. Two-inch penis day? International Podcast Day. Whoa! Hey! Wait, what day is this? September 30th. Oh, we need to celebrate that. It's the day after my birthday. My man. Oh, please tell me September 30th is on, is on a Saturday. I'm hoping it is. No, wait, yes, actually. I Yes, on a Saturday. <gasps> yeah? No, I'm saying no. I, I, I'd rather it be on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, if we could totally do an episode that day, that would be amazing. Be awesome. <gasps> no, it's on a Wednesday. Fuck. That's your <laughs> that means birthday's on a Tuesday. That is your fault. It is thine fault. <sighs> it's on a Wednesday. Okay. You said you brought up lima beans. What made it so special? Do you have any more details about it? It says it's shown respect for the lima bean. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even Lima Bean Day. It's show respect for the Lima Bean. As if it's like a god or something. Huh? As if it's like a god. No, yours was weird. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Like, like innocent, innocent, fucking weeb. What can I, <laughs> dude, what can what? I say? I go down the rabbit hole on a regular basis. Like, I don't know. Even, I don't you're even know how. You're not down a rabbit hole. You're digging another hole within the you're rabbit like, you hole. Gotta you're, go rabbit, you're like this far away from the dark net. Please, like, please I don't even do know that. how you found that. How'd you find it? Dude, Guillermo, go to it's, Wikipedia. It's actually, pretty, it's actually, relatively speaking, common knowledge compared to the lima bean thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More people know about that. That sounded like a, and like a, some weird. But more people know about what he talked about than what you talked about. Do they? It, what kind of Sam? It's a weird shit. Like, how'd you find that? I just Googled it and it was there. You just Googled it? Just random penis holiday? Yeah, random <laughs> penis holiday. I remember hearing about a penis holiday randomly. I'm just like, I'm going to Google this. What is this called? And I just look up the name. And I'm just like, I can't pronounce that. So I'm going to keep that there. I didn't come. I was, I I was looking it. for something that at least was chuckle worthy because a lot of these holidays are stupid. Mm-hmm. But like, show respect for the I mean, life of being there. right? <laughs> yeah. Every time you say it, I can't help but chuckle. It's so stupid. But you know what? I let it pass because I get food. Yes, he does. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, no, it's just weird. I mean, um, are you looking for a different holiday? No, um, it's not so much a holiday. I forgot what it's called in Bolivia. In Bolivia. It's a festival. Um, uh, you can call it like a Tinku festival. Uh, tinku is uh, in in uh, Quechua means meeting or encounter, and so uh, the encounter is a very specific. Thing. <laughs> you know what it is. I know, I what, know it, what it is. So, I know what it is too. Okay, this is an outrageous holiday. The word encounter is very key in this. Yes, because basically in this festival in. In Potosi, um, it's uh, and I th- I think it's like uh, in the first few weeks of May. What happens is the whole street goes in a brawl. <laughs> yeah, think of it as uh, what's that movie called? Um, the Purge. Yes, think of it as Purge, but as a holiday. But no one dies. Yeah. Hopefully. So a purge. 
Yeah, it is a purge, but it's a, it's more of a holiday. Without the looting. Like, yeah. It's a purge without really killing anyone. That's a no. So what happens is so uh, in this festival, uh, everybody dukes it out. Children, men, <laughs> women. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's like what? Just imagine like <laughs> the, the, the sun's rising and then you just, just And there's music for this. <laughs> there is music for this. So um I myself am a dance instructor um for Believe for Clark dances and uh my brother's dances too. Tinkus is based on that. Um and that's actually one of my that's actually my favorite dance. Originally, um, that festival, what what it was for, was just to. If anybody in this group were to ever learn dance fighting, it would be Joe Ren the chemist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so uh, basically, the the point of this festival is if you have, if you heart, uh, if you are harvesting any resentment. If you have any grudges, yeah, any grudges towards people, that's the holiday, that's the festival slash holiday to do it. You beat the ass. uh, And uh, the thing is, though, um, they, the reason they do that is is to make sure that we have a good harvest season. Bum, bum, bum. Because <laughs> you need. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Because, like in America, you so need. Sometimes the bl- sometimes the green grass that grows needs to be fertilized by blood. It's it's the. Sh- it's the sh- like, you know, it's the community. But originally it was between uh, two villages. You know, wouldn't they get together and, you know, just beat the shit out yep, of each other? They would. And then whoever drew first blood, um, or, you know, whenever someone drew first blood, they'd stop and they that would be that and they would just go on their merry way and they do that every year just to blow off some steam but then this time they're just like oh we have a god called pachamama which is <laughs> which is like you can say it's like mother nature mother earth mother earth that yeah. kind of thing and uh so it's like oh like you know what even if we're bleeding we fight till the sun is down <laughs> And uh, the thing is, um, if nobody died, if anybody died, then uh, everybody celebrates. They're like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, so what happens is when they die, uh, they they, uh, parade the dead body on their backs rhythmically uh, across the town, around town. <laughs> oh my god, screw you guys with that. If you guys don't understand what that music was, it was used for like that meme in which like uh who who was it that was dancing with the coffin some or whatever? Black guys, some African dudes. Yeah. Um but anyways, um so either if nobody dies, whole town celebrates like, yeah, we're gonna have a good harvest. If somebody does parade their body and then say, Yeah, they'll be used as fertilizer <laughs> for the good harvest. Oh my god. You just imagine that like, the sun's rising and people and work. then someone someone walks outside their house and then you just hear just a rocking in their head. <laughs> and people still wonder why Latinos oh, yeah. are viewed as savages. Well, those fights are to funny to watch too. Not only that, but also we're unarmed. This is whole like we fist beat, to fist. We beat kick. that ass <laughs> to the ground. We don't spank, we beat. 
We beat the children. Shout, Shout out, out to Trevor Noah. Noah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can say El Tinko Festival. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a badass holiday. Definitely a holiday. If you get a chance, look up those videos, dude. It's funny. They don't, they don't, they don't fight like professionals either. <laughs> Fucking arms flailing. Also, shout out to Chola fights. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. What is Chola fights? The, the Bolivian Chola fight. Oh, it's a. Uh, never heard yeah. of this. It's like. Uh, it's like it's like it's like it's like heel wrestling, but with cholas. Yeah, that well, not, not not the type of cholas you're thinking, like you know, from Rex. It was like a full and everything. Calm down, no. stupid. Yeah, no, no, like that. They not actually have stupid. a certain attire, or they were like, old women. Yeah, they're old women too. It isn't too madre chola, no. Um, so uh, they have like a certain attire where they wear like a little hat, um, and then they wear um, polleras. Uh, yeah, they wear polleras as well. Which is big old dresses. Uh, well, it's go. like a dress, like with a skirt and everything, but like it's not like you know a type of dress. Like oh, I'm going to a club or whatever. This, this, it's just no, like this traditional dress is clothing. meant to keep you warm. Yeah, this dress is meant to keep you warm. Because you you gonna be beating ass. And they all they're always in like po- like they have like pigtails, ponytails. Yeah, right? pigtails, braids. Pigtails too. Yeah, braids. Well, well, they're they're braids, but still. My qualification for a for a female fight is either I see blood or I see hair pulling. I gotta see one or the other. No, 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 not. I gotta not see in my country. <laughs> I gotta not see one my... or the other. I either see blood or I see hair pulling. One of the two. If we're gonna talk about South American holidays, I also want to mention. Um, I don't know if I don't. I don't know if Bolivia does it. And it I think it's, it's okay, Peru- moving on. I think it's Peruvian. <laughs> uh huh. It's called Inti Raimi, where it's, it's it's a festival for the sun, mm-hmm. and um. At least, uh, it's if I'm not mistaken, the, mo- the most uh, if it, I think it's the only place that they do it. But um, near Cusco, uh, at a fortress called Sacsayhuaman, um, basically they, it's it's an old like holiday where like they, they celebrate the sun and all. That. I think I think it's on the sun, on the solstice solstice yeah. But basically, someone dresses up as the emperor, and then there's a whole procession of like all these people and traditional music and everything. So basically, the the, the mm-hmm. ultimate sun festival. Take that, Egypt. Oh, okay. So I got a, another topic of discussion here. Um, worst movie I've ever seen. Skyline. Fucking chappy. Okay, so we're, uh, give me a full detail why you hate Skyline so much. Because it's stupid. Dragon Ball Evolution. Yes. That doesn't, Dragon I that Ball exist. Evolution. The Last Airbender. No. Dragon Ball. What's that? Evolution. I never heard of that before. Dragon Ball Skins. Evolution. <laughs> Let me explain to you something. When I say this, I am not exaggerating to any way, shape, or form. It's the biggest insult to Japan since Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, at least Chi Chi was cute in that movie, you know? Hey, shut up, Giku. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say this in the in the in the Anai Shamalama Ding Dong uh, Avatar, Last <laughs> Airbender. The names are all I'm the monks call me Ong. I'm Ong. I'm Iro. How dare they? Those it's awkward, Arrow. Those they, awkward face close-ups. But at least they didn't try to change all of the lore. They changed everything in this movie. Everything. Oh, they, they, they added like what airbending in, in that movie, huh? Oh, yeah, they yeah, did. They called it airbending and then they made him use a Kamehameha to heal someone. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Kamehameha blows shit beans. Sensu beans. Exactly. No, they have to... We're, we're in a burrito. We're gonna perform Japanese voodoo on this motherfucker using an attack. That's not how this works. You don't beat a person into a coma and then beat them out of the coma. 
That's <laughs> not how this works. Don't you? <laughs> Tell that. Wake up. <laughs> Tell that to the Latin. Wake me up the, to the Latin mothers out there. Despierta de mí. No. You have chores to do. <laughs> Mom, he's already awake. No, he's not. A la despierta, a la atrás. Mata cosa. You know what my favorite part of that movie is? The Kamehameha is just basically a fart. <laughs> Wait, you have a favorite part of that movie? What is it like to live in your, in your candy land where you can actually enjoy something like that? Uh, it's great until you see Chappie. <laughs> what is Chappie? So, to sum it up... Never mind, I don't care. <laughs> no, I care. Come on, tell it. <laughs> I don't want to explain it. So, it's this robot that's learning. It's basically like a robot that has like an AI intelligence that's learning. But it's learning from what I would describe as Russian gangsters. Oh, man. <laughs> He's learning about life through Russian gangsters. So basically what happened, that robot, I guess, got lost. You know, it was made and it just kind of got lost. And uh, basically it has the mentality of a child. And it sees these two Russian gangsters as his parents. Mm -hmm. And it starts like these, the movie's acting so bad that um, they talk, what to do, fool? And like, (laughs) that's how uh, I talk. Exactly. Hey, but not cool. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing and but a cheat thing. Except <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how they talk. He ends up talking like that. <laughs> and I don't know where he learned it from. But it must be Russian? Exactly. No. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I remember this movie. He's, he's talks like ghetto British. Like, what's up, like, bruv? Stuff like that. Does it ghetto British? That's ghetto British. I almost walked out of the theater. <laughs> like, at the end of the movie, like, it's so bad. Like, those, I think those people end up dying. Mm-hmm. But still, like, uh, he he learns to steal, to, to rob. Although he somehow has a love of life and won't kill. But toward the the movie's so ridiculous that he he does the stealing, the looting. Uh, he he asks questions like, "Why do we do this? Oh, we do this to live." <laughs> okay. And toward the end, he's like wearing gold chains and stuff <laughs> like that. Are you sure this is not a serious movie? It, 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 it it's supposed is. to be it, a serious movie. It sounds, it sounds like, a, like a comedy. The no, trailer gave you so much hope for this movie. <laughs> But toward the end of it, what the robot did was his creator was dying. And he basically took his consciousness and put it in another robot. And they just... That's how the movie ended. I... Masterpiece. Toward, no. So I want to actually go into detail about Skyline. Because I said it was stupid because it is stupid. But like also it's stupid and I want to explain why. Okay, so... It's basically Battle Los Angeles, but stupid. Okay, have you guys have you guys watched Battle Los Angeles? Yes, I did. Yes. I it, was okay. it, it was it was okay. It was the it one was, with Rihanna. Yeah, 
No. No. Michael oh. Pena. Michael Pena's in it. That's that's um what's that movie called? Battleship. Yeah. I hate Battleship. Okay, then no no no. Battle Battle Los Angeles. And uh you know, it's an alien invasion movie and it's okay. I, I like that the aliens' weaknesses like sound or whatever, kinda like Venom. Which is kinda cool. Okay, so Battle Los Angeles or uh Skyline is just a dumber version of it. Where the aliens come and they invade and uh, they possess people and uh, and, and uh, I just remember to talk about it. But like there's this woman, she's pregnant and she's got the baby daddy. And then at the end of the movie, like the uh, apparently the baby daddy like fused with one of the aliens and supposedly there's a sequel coming out or I think it already came out. I don't remember, but it was just it was so terrible. Hmm. It really was. Okay, um, I think it's a good time to get to my next topic of discussion, which is a more serious one. Is uh, politics his bad movie? Huh? Forgot mine. Oh my god! I'm sorry. What? Joe Ren. Just assume that he'll bleep it out from this point forward. Hence, why I made no such promises. It'll, it'll just be bleeped out in post. Yeah, it will. Mm. Go ahead, Joe Ren. It's your turn. Uh, I can't think of like any. Like, to me personally, it'd be the last Airbender. Last Airbender, but I'm just gonna pretend it doesn't exist. The monks call me on and talk about Marvel Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh, you're gonna get some hate for that one. Oh snap! You throwing hands, boy. Look, okay. The thing is, like, I'm not saying it's a terrible movie because it's not by any means. It's just like for me, I still have that personal gripe of Ultron. The character is Ultron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing because uh, I'm an Ultron fan. And the thing is uh, the trailers were misleading too because it made it seem that it was going to be like, like you know, like a darker a darker vibe to it from the trailers. Yeah. And that's what Ultron is. Ultron basically just darkens the mood um, due to... Uh, Due to it being like being a slave to hatred, uh, and uses logic as a weapon, but but in this one, like something Joran relates to, <laughs> yeah. But like for some reason, um, like I don't know. I personally don't like how they gave Ultron a personality, like especially like you know a quirky smartass like personality. Doesn't he, doesn't he become that like way later after he's like learned, like. Human interaction, like social cues and stuff like that. Are you talking about in the comics or? Well, yeah, because like he starts, he starts, he starts out like that, you know, he's completely logical and all that. But doesn't he, as time goes on, because he's alive and he's, you know, doesn't he at least learn some of that in the future? No, he's more hateful. If that makes sense. Like I said, like Ultron is a slavery of of its hatred. Slave to its hatred. No, not even to its hatred to Hank Pym's. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I don't know. Just like seeing Ultron having a personality, and uh, basically being let's, a smart ass like Stark. That's not because I we did talk about this. Let's not even talk about uh, Ultron. Just the movie as a whole, uh, versus its trailers. Yeah, its trailers. I would have loved to see that movie when the movie came out. I was upset 
that's greatly a, upset. That's actually another interesting thing to talk about is how trailers can like mislead a lot of movies. Like Chappie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, cha- like The Last fuck. Airbender. I honestly, I, no. I, I knew it was going to be shit. I knew it was going to be shit. And you know what? It. I'm going to call him out. What's that? Act, what's that director's name? Amnesty Shyamalan. You have to admit that the move that this movie was a shit movie. Oh, like I've seen. That's my other thing. I've seen trailers. No, I've I've seen comments where where um or no, I've seen interviews where he's like, "This is my vision, and it's not a bad movie." Other people in other countries like it. That is a lot of horse shit. Like a lot. There was this interview where he's like, you know, I was greeted in like either China or Japan and they they loved the movie. I'm like, no, they did not. You see a bunch of people from that country even say it was a shit movie. Yeah. You had like the they have to, he has to admit that if even if all the other movies were great, that movie was shite. I can't imagine, this, especially the Japanese, liking this movie because he essentially replaced their people for Indians. Because essentially, what the, that's what the Fire Nation is based off of, right? Japanese people, vintage Indian born. Well, yes and no. They're they're a lot of their culture is based off of uh, Japanese, but then it also takes from Imperial Japan as well. Okay. I mean, not Imperial Japan, Imperial uh, China. Okay. Um, but still, Asians. Basically, but, the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Nation are basically the same. But here's culture. why I win. My director actually sent out an apology. The director of Dragon Ball Evolution apologized for making his movie. There's no there's no winning in this segment. Is it there? I win. All right. I bet you even in the trailers of Dragon Ball Evolution, you could tell it was shit. Same with Chappie. No. Yes. No. I'm fucking gonna show you the trailer right now. I don't give a fuck. They could have done so much with that movie. I don't give a fuck. And they shat the bed. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, next topic. All right, next topic is politics. What? I said fuck that Ultron. We can go on now. Okay. I wanted to say that. Fuck, okay. Politics in media. Is it good? Is it bad? Or is it just is? I think politics in media. When you, when you say media, do you, you're not talking about social media. You're just talking about media like in movies and TV shows and all that. Yes. I think a lo- in what I've seen so far, because I've watched both right wing and left wing um, shows and, and TV and movies and shit like that. What I found is that some of you might hate me because even though I don't lean left or right. I will say that the right wing tends to be more, they stick more to what is real about certain things. Like there's, there, what, what's his name? Tim, Tim Allen. He was canceled from ABC uh, for a joke he was going to make in one of his shows. Luckily his show was, was uh, picked back up. I don't know by what network, um, but it was called The Last Man Standing. And basically, he w- this was right around the time where people were saying, I identify as culture and all the offensive language and things you can't say, like microaggressions and all this bullshit. Triggered? And in the whole, in the whole thing he's doing, because he's going to give a speech at his daughter's um, college or for one of her classes. 
And basically, she has a whole list of things he can't say. Oh, my God. And the list basically means you can't really say anything about what you believe in. It's censoring your political views. And to, to, to the extent of, you know, triggering these, these people, he's going out of his way to, you know, incorporate these trigger words into his speech because at the end of the day, he believes in freedom of speech. And I do, too, which is why I'm like, you know, you can be mad at somebody saying, you know, excuse me, sir. Or excuse me, ma'am. You can be mad at that. Triggered. You can't expect be- just because you're mad for something to change. Like you, you, you can't. That is your right to be mad. It's his right to say that. It's not your right to make him not be able to say that. That's not your right. And unfortunately, you see this all too often. Like you see content creators uh, come coming under fire because of this. And quite frankly, it's obnoxious. But then you pe- see people on the left, on the left-hand side. Like most recently, there was a current episode of the Mystery Glist show, which is on Netflix. I love that show, by the way, and I love the and I love the way they portray the character who I'm about to talk about. Normally, I have no issues with her character. I mean, don't get me wrong; she's a little she's a little bit annoying, but you know that's kind of how they make her in the show. So I get it. I don't know if the actor shares the views of her character. To the same extent, I don't really care. We're talking about this one specific episode. And in this specific episode, this character, her name is Marisol Fuentes, uh, she uh, wants to tackle cultural appropriation. That's fine. I don't really have too much of an issue with that. You know, you want to talk, you want to tackle cultural appropriation. That's fine. I think it's a losing battle, but it's your right to do so. Her problem, however, is she... in. I'm going to describe the whole episode in in a sort of summary here for you. In the episode, she doesn't want people buying tacos from a Filipino man who's selling tacos just because he's Filipino. That is her whole reason for it. And she doesn't explain another reason until much later in the episode. And when people give her legitimate reasons for why he moved out, because there was another guy who used to sell tacos at that school who was actually Mexican and they give reasons as to why he, he is no longer selling tacos there, which is number one, his tacos weren't that good. Number two, he overpri- he overcharged and over and they were overpriced for his tacos. And number three, uh, this is the most important one. He was, he was mean to his customers. Whereas the new guy whose name is Bob played by comedian Joe Coy. Um, he is nice to his customers. His food is good. And he doesn't overcharge for it. So much so that after after the intro after the intro to the to the whole show and everything, he comes in and gives Mr. Iglesias' class free tacos for everybody. And and she tries to complain, you're profiting off our off our culture. When in fact he just did the opposite. He is not profiting off their culture. But but regardless, she's she's talking about people appropriating uh, another eth- ethnic culture and whatever. And she doesn't really list a re- uh, legitimate reason why she's upset until later on in the episode, which is uh, in that ep- later on in that episode, she says, the reason why I'm upset with it is not just because he's not just because he's Filipino, but it's because of the fact that he, um, when Mexicans first came here and were selling tacos on the side of the street, it was called illegal. Then every, uh, then every other group started doing it 
and it became normalized. And she says only our culture should profit off of off of something like tacos. And at the end of the day, they come to an agreement to make a fusion Filipino Mexican style taco. And they get away with it. Now, my problem with that is they don't make her say she was wrong, which she was, because here's my point. He wasn't appropriating her culture to make a profit. He was just using what he knows in order to make a living. And that's where this cultural appropriation and the cancel culture is going too far. They're stepping over that line is they want to ruin people's livelihoods because they're offended. And that to me is wrong. It's very wrong, especially in that case, because that is a guy who, you know, if you own a taco truck, despite how well you may be doing, you're still, you know, just skating by because you don't know how the markets change, how things, how things are going to be affected. So you're, you're still on the same level. Not to mention this guy, as he said before is Filipino. So he has grown up with almost all of the same struggles that Mexicans have had in regards, in regards to, you know, the struggles that they have in America. Yet she, she's trying to downplay it and say that, Oh, just because you're Filipino doesn't mean you can't steal from our culture. He's not stealing from his culture. He never said that was his culture, but he knows how to make tacos and he knows how to make good tacos. So he sells them and guess what? People like them. So they buy them from him. That's as that's, that's the fact. Now she wants to say that he's stealing her culture when in fact he hasn't, he has never said that it's his culture. He's never said any of this other stuff. And the problem with that is she, she wants to make this into a political issue when it's not, it's really not because at the end of the day, that's how all businesses work. If you make the best of whatever you make, people are going to buy it. That's how everything works in this country. And that's how everything works in the world. Really? You make the best of whatever, of whatever it is you make, people will buy it. They don't care. They don't care. Like you, you, there's all these documentaries about the sweatshops uh, that Apple uses to make their iPhones. People still buy iPhones. People still buy Samsung galaxies, even though basically all of these, all of these high end corporations and all that, they all use child labor and all of that. Nobody really cares. It's funny that you say that too, because I was going to bring up that like, have you noticed a lot of big companies uh, act woke on social media? Oh, yeah. They like bring up, we stand for black lives or we're, we're, we stand for women's rights and all that. But in actuality, I think they're just doing that as a publicity stunt. They yeah. don't really care. They don't. But they understand that if they don't take a stance on it, this cancel culture is going to come down on them. And even though they're, they're big enough to where it's not really going to affect them too much. It, in reality, it is. It, for their stockholders, it is. Because the stockholders see this, and then they go to their company, and they're like, well, what the fuck are you doing? But it's more so to please the stockholders than it is for an actual care of a loss of profit. Hmm. Because I would say about 70% of the population that actually purchases anything from these big corporations, they're not going to change their mind despite what these documentaries say. But that 30% that will... And that's in this country. That's not in anywhere else because other countries don't really give a fuck. In this country, that 30%, the, that company can do without that 30%. They don't care. But their stockholders do. And they do everything to please their stockholders because they don't want their stockholders to not to sell away their stock. They don't want that. Now, to go off of like culture 
cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation. You know, that episode, um, you know, I, I felt the same way. You know, I didn't like the fact that she was going down on on the Filipino guy, you know, for for making the tacos and, you know. Although I don't see it too much as, you know, as, you know, him making a living and she's just interrupting that. Um, I see it as, like, paying homage to the culture. You know, if he made better tacos than the taco guy, you know. He deserves to be there. Yeah, and I mean, we were going a little bit before off of uh, different chefs, you know. Ultimately, you know, in a lot of hindsight and retrospect, food's an art, you know. There's people all over the world that go and learn. For example, like Gordon Ramsay. Yes. He he went to study in France to to study how to how to cook and how to a, make French dishes. And and to study under those chefs because you know it it's it's um it's a, it's an art form, it's a style. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean all the big chefs when they learn how to cook, like really learn how to cook, they go to they go and study under a French, um, well-renowned uh, chef because the techniques that they use is just it's almost universally you know used. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you know this, but uh, Gordon Ramsay travels all over the world, and he has like a little show where he literally goes to different countries and tries to learn about what about the dishes that they do mm-hmm. you know um and it's not it's not just you know some of these popular dishes like pad thai or anything like that. it's a literal taiwanese dishes mm-hmm. and he learns about the culture taiwanese or thai or he probably has gone to taiwan yeah no. But no, it's just, it's not just about that. It's uh, different countries. Like he's been to Vietnam. The gist like, of it is, is he's going to all these countries. He's paying homage to their culture. He's learning about the culture. But at the end of the day, but just to clarify, uh, Thai is Thailand, and then Taiwanese is Taiwan. Yeah, he, I think he's been to both actually. But um, I mean, it comes down to you know learning respect for other cultures comes down to learning about them. Yes, you know. If it's through food, it's it's through food. Exactly. If it's through like the actual history, it's, it's through the history. But that's something that's great about um, about food and stuff like that. Even even you know, oh. fusion places. You know they they say you know it's a fusion between this culture and this culture, and that's where we kind of get and I honestly from. and here's what I believe about fusion culture. I believe fusion culture. In part came, you know, from, you know, experimenting with different styles and cultural styles of food and combining them for what, you know, you, you, had, you assumed was really good. You assumed was better than, this, than the individual pieces that made the sum of its parts. But I also believe that the fusion culture is how a lot of chefs have been dodging the whole cultural appropriation thing because they say, well, they say, oh, well, it's not technically whatever you're accusing me of stealing. It's a fusion because I'm combining another culture with this. And then they leave him alone. And that's my thing, especially in, in this episode, is she came down on him, but she doesn't mention chef like professional chefs doing this. And that to me is wrong because to me that's oh, so you're willing to pick on a guy who he, I'm the he's little the, guy, but when you're you know. willing to pick on the little guy, 
but you're not willing to pick on the guy who has multiple restaurants, who, uh, who has a world-renowned name. You're not willing to pick on him. Like if you're, there's hypocrisy in that. There's, there's that. But then, but I, th- I think that has a lot to do with, you know, these chefs. They understand. It's like they understand where the food's coming from. Yeah. But- as opposed to like, let's say, let's say, and we can make, I can make an argument on that mm-hmm. as opposed to someone that's, you know, just doing it for a living. Like my personal, my personal thing, and. I was sad that they didn't mention it. Is like <laughs> when you go when you want to eat authentic Mexican food, you don't go to the nice run restaurants. Yeah, you don't go to the nice restaurants. You go to the rundown hole in the wall. Uh, when you go order food, you don't want the person that if you ask them, "Hey, how's it going?" You don't want them to go, "Hey, it's going good." You want them to go, "Pues no." No, no te entiendo qué quieres. No te entiendo qué quieres, pendejo. <laughs> um, you want the person that doesn't speak English. You know, if he makes, if he speaks English and he makes tacos good, but, fucking great, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But you know, if the golden rule, you avoid. <laughs> you avoid any place that looks like it could pass any sort of sanitation test. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you go to those taco trucks, man. That's where you get. That's where you get those bomb ass tacos. But yeah, my also my bigger issue with her is she did two things in her show, in in this particular episode that were very ignorant on her part. And one of those was very was very stupid, and it actually showed you know how insane the extremist left side has become. She accuses this man of not being able to tell to tell a student how to say delicious in Spanish. And he, uh, and he knows how to say it. And her response to that is to get upset and to snap back and say they're practically the same word. And even, and even though that may be the case, at least he knows it. And he says, I've been, growing up in Long Beach, you know, I've picked up some stuff. He never says he knows the language completely. But she just wants to come down on him and say that you, yeah, she, she, she just assumes, wants to be right. Yeah, she wants to be right. And she assumes something about this man that is not true, which is... He doesn't speak Spanish, like any of it. He doesn't know a lick of Spanish. Yeah, he doesn't know a lick of Spanish. And she was proven wrong instantly. But rather but rather than accept that she was wrong, she has to come up with, well, they're basically the same word. And my whole problem with this episode is they never come out and make her say, okay, I was wrong. I'm sorry. They never make her say that, which I believe is a wrong thing to do because you're you're letting her get away with it by saying, you're... Well, you're letting the act, not, not the actress, the character get away with it, and you're letting people like her, like like that character get away with it, which is, we'll come to a compromise, say it's a fusion, and that's it. We'll we'll completely ignore the fact that I was being a hypocrite and being um, irrational. That's not how this well, works. Well, no, I mean the fusion thing is, is them, you know, is them, you know, I guess finding a compromise, but in reality, you know. They should have. The episode should have had her acknowledge that, you know, she was being a bitch. Exactly, she was. Yeah, she was wrong. That that's because the whole. But I mean, that's what I was saying. She was being no, a bitch. No, it's yeah, about it. Um, you were saying that they kind of compromised and went this way, where the way I see it, they just totally. They just totally disregarded that, you know. They didn't address it at that point. Well, that's what I said. Um, anyway, um. And the other thing, too, is 
they don't bring up the fact that because she lives in America, everything she does is culturally appropriated. Everything. She works at a McDonald's in the show. McDonald's sells burgers. Burgers are German. Ergo, she cannot sell. She cannot sell uh, burgers at McDonald's. She can't sell anything at McDonald's. And her and I can guarantee her response to that would be, "Well, you you want to you want to get you want me to lose my job? Oh, funny how that works. That we're taking away your job, and you're upset about it. But when you want to take somebody else's livelihood away, you say nothing. You think that's okay." Funny how that works. Denim is not, unfortunately for you, is not Mexican-American. That's, that's not how that works. Polyester, not Mexican-American. The hair dye you use, not Mexican-American. Basically, everything you own and everything you do is not inherently Mexican-American except eating tacos and speaking in Spanish. Isn't she... So she's she's Mexican in the show, right? She's Mexican in the show, but she's of Ecuadorian and and Italian descent in real life, which that she's culturally pro- appropriating a Mexican role if you think about it. Exactly, but I'm, I'm, I, know, shut, I, know, I, know, I know you mentioned the actress God. that she might not be the same. That's why I just wanted to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, I understand. You know, she's playing a character, so I I can't really you know be too upset about that. But I can be upset about how the writers portrayed that character, which was very ignorant and very. Um, Basically, just being a total bitch about it because you're trying to get you're, you're trying to ruin somebody's livelihood, and at, at the end of the day, that's wrong. Especially if they, if what they were doing, they didn't do it with the knowledge of you know. It's culturally appropriating, and even at the end of the day, they they tell you it's not culturally appropriating. It's just how I make a living. Like I make a living selling tacos because I know how to make tacos. And also the point is like um, he wasn't claiming that tacos was a Filipino thing. Exactly, that's the thing. And I, wanted, I, am. I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up, but it's like, just kidding. Uh, you know that problem's happening in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I've talked to you a little bit about it, huh? <laughs> huh? Uh, I've talked to I've talked to you a little bit about it in terms of John Flute. Um, what you thought about it, you know, and uh, it's happening in our country, you know, where where Peru is kind of claiming that some of the believing dances that we have are theirs and that it came from, you know, their country where, in fact, it, it kind of didn't, you know, where they're, they're actively are trying to kind of steal uh, at least those few not it might just be that group but i mean everyone's claiming everything so and and here's my thing here's 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 my here's my whole issue with i don't know if it's people from here but um but it it seems that way and i mean and our our country has done it all over the world where they're like this is a hundred they've done events where like this is a hundred percent Bolivian, you know, Bolivian for these different, these different uh, dances, you know. So I, I wouldn't think it's just the people here, but um, it's it's the fact that, you know, I guess the majority are claiming that this is theirs when in fact it's not. They're trying to, I guess, steal a part of a culture that 
originated from from the country of Bolivia, where in fact, well, where in fact, where where in fact, no, it's it it it's you know ours. It's not it's not to say that the problem is that we have a problem with them, you know, dancing. I mean, other other countries do dance our dances. And I even instructed for Mexicans, Mexican descent, that that uh, learn to dance Bolivian like dances. Like, what's funny is, uh, and we'll and, go based off it, too, actually, I wanted, Japan actually does dance a couple uh-huh. of the dances. And actually, I wanted to talk about but that. they We're, don't claim it as theirs. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to talk about that because there's there's a certain thing that all these hardcore leftists need to acknowledge and that's the fact that some people don't feel at home with their own culture and you see this like the term weeaboo we talked about it in a very negative term but ultimately at the end of the day the reason why these people end up going so far down that hole that rabbit hole is because they don't feel you know comfortable with their own culture now granted they've gone a little bit off the deep end i'm not gonna say they haven't but you have to understand. We could go the anthropological route in just kind of. We all black. What what constitutes the deep end? <laughs> but you know, I've, I've seen an argument where. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, on that, yeah, I've seen an argument. Got wrong in, a way. Um, <laughs> in, a way. in in one of my anthropology classes, where she did show a video of this girl saying that she was uh, from that day forward. Mm-hmm. Um. A Nazi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm kidding. Fully Japanese. Yeah. Okay. That that that's how she was gonna be known. And Bing bong. This and that, and then she, you know, shows the video, and then she said, "Well, what do you think about that?" You know, well, and funny enough, you know, I I was like, "Well, she's not showing anything else, mm-hmm. so I think she's just." kind of bullshitting Mm -hmm. but at the same time um what she did mention was that you know if you ask the people in that actual culture they're they're actually you know accepting of it uh, accepting and actually embracing of that Mm -hmm. whereas you know she'll be like some of you guys are not Mm -hmm. so what does that so how how does what does that say about you know Mm -hmm. the mentality of how you see it, people mm-hmm. who are outside of that culture as opposed to someone who's inside of who actually is a part of the culture, which is very embracing and, mm-hmm. you know, will. And and that's the thing. I actually saw a movie recently about this where a white gentleman from the South, he saw a mariachi band play by chance and he decided that's what I want to do. So he wanted to be part of, mari- of a mariachi band? Yeah. He wanted to be a mariachi singer. Oh. How did, how was he like, how was the reception for that in the movie? At the beginning, it wasn't very well, but that was mostly because he was still learning, you know, the basis of the culture, the basis of the mariachi culture in particular. Um, and you see, um, slowly as he's learning more and learning more how to respect the culture, how to respect the people involved with it, that these people are welcoming of it because at the end of the day, what they respect more than anything is talent and hard work. And that's what he showed. And that's why, and that's why I believe, you know what, if you don't feel at home with your own culture, experiment, go out, look at different cultures and who knows, you might find, you might find more in common with another culture than your own. And 
like me me particularly i i feel more at home with some of the japanese customs uh and things and and cultures like tentacles maybe but (laughs) (laughs) and uh, to interrupt you a little bit uh, i don't know if you guys have saw the life of pi Mm. No, nope. I haven't seen it. Never seen it. Is that like one big piting contest? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and that's to go off of Life what of you're saying, Theo uh, Sam, <laughs> is uh, throughout the movie, it's kind of him talking to an interviewer mm-hmm. and and flashbacks of his life. And ultimately, the interview is interviewing him because he survived... Uh, I think it was five years at sea with a tiger. Mm. Um, and, you know, he asked questions. And one of the questions was um, he asked him about his religion. And funny enough, uh, I forgot what it was, but it was a mixture of the Muslim, the Christian, and, and uh, the Catholic and the Buddhist religion. Mm. And he said, you know, the reason... Um, it was a mixture of all those as opposed to how he was raised Muslim was because of that five-year journey. You know, um, after after that happened, you know, he went and uh, explored all those different religions. And he took all those aspects of those, of, of those religions and just kind of... Mushed them together. Yeah, just kind of put them together. Mm-hmm. Because you know, um, because he found peace in in all of those religions. Now the movie ultimately was him learning about, I guess, life, and then throughout those five years, just being with the lion or with the tiger, and just seeing all these things that you know you wouldn't typically see. In your li- and we wouldn't see in our lifetime, like um, he talked about how uh, he had to live with the lion. He didn't tame the lion, the tiger. He didn't tame the tiger. Same thing. Um, <laughs> uh, he had to live with it. He had to basically compromise with it, and you know, just kind. Of, they had to. They had an understanding. Yeah, they had they had an understanding, and um, some of the things that he saw. Uh, no one else has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found at, toward the end of the movie, he found um, he found it um, heartbreaking yet also interesting that um, you know both him and the tiger were just they were at their at the end of their lives, mm-hmm. basically like another day at sea and they would have died. And uh, he landed on shore along with the tiger. And and he was, you know, he was just there with the tiger. The tiger got up and just started walking away. Now, the tiger didn't look back. He just, you know, just walked away. And uh, he said, like, at, at that moment, he felt such sorrow, such sadness. Because, you know, through the five years that they spent together, you know, they went... They went through all the the events that they that he went through, and you know, and in a sense, you know, they, he felt that they had a sort of they had a bond. bond, but you know, at the end of the day, it was it was just one sided. Yeah, 
you know, they just survived together and that was it. Which is why also why he went through, uh, why he kind of went through the religions and stuff. Like, he, he explains in great detail. And it's just, it's if you have a chance to watch it, I would. Because mm-hmm. it was just, it was very interesting. I'll definitely check it out. Definitely. How he, how he viewed it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, he took from all these different cultures after that. Mm-hmm. You know, and really... And really made it his own, mm-hmm. you know. Not not even saying that. Oh, this is all mine. Just you know, that's just what, that's what I. That's what is me now. Yeah, exactly. And that's funny because that's that's uh, exactly. what you're going through. I mean, my brother and I were American. We were born here. We're U.S. citizens, but you know, to us ourselves, we're full-blooded Bolivians. Even though we weren't born in the country, we weren't raised in the country. We were raised in the customs, in the cultures. Um, Almost to a fault, mind you. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I identify as as that I feel comfortable saying, you know, I'm Bolivian. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing about my culture and the history um, and being so immersed in, in not only the culture but in the community that, Ended up, you know, thriving here for a time, and then just kind of died down, unfortunately. Well, um, that actually pretty much concludes our discussion for the podcast today. Once again, this is your host, uh, Stefan Skins Romero. This is Joe Ren, the chemist. Uh, Guy of the Horn. Theo Sam. Uh, flute man. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. We all love you. Take care. Oh, yeah. oh. Wear masks. Damn yes. it. Wear masks, children. God damn it. Yo, I swear to God. Okay. Swear to me. <laughs> I thought you need something by those games.